Next on this MLR Weekly Championship Extravaganza, exclusive interviews with owners, coaches, and players on the pitch, plus winning GM Steve Lewis in the studio with Brian Ray, Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy. Woohoo! Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City, along with Brian Ray and Dan Power. They're in the green room, plus our guest, Steve Lewis, the general manager of the champion Rugby New York squad, the ML Shield winners. He's also in the green room. And while they await uh, or get hair and makeup or do whatever they do over there, let's catch up with the interviews that we were able to commandeer pitch side guy bolton owner of rugby new york the champions in major league rugby that was easy <laughs> i don't know about that uh, all credit to seattle eh? they put on a hell of a performance it was a great great game and what an amazing game to bring in this venue with this crowd behind us here and the fans it's incredible it's it's what growing rugby is all about and that's what we want to do here and it's just simple doing it in New York City, right? Oh, incredibly simple. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not simple at all. But uh, look, I love the fact that we got the people that we did coming out. And uh, we just want to grow this thing exponentially next year and just keep it going and get it going for the World Cup in 2031. How, how do you think the league's going to grow in the next couple of years? Hopefully with more teams, get some more expansion teams and get rugby balls in as many young kids as we possibly can. Start them early. Get them hooked on the sport, because once you're hooked on this sport, you cannot stop playing. And you had a spectacular event on Fox, live on Fox at oh. noon Eastern time. Big Fox, not as cable. How great was that? How great is that? I mean, thank you to Fox and everyone like that that uh, made that happen. But it's just fantastic to get a national coverage in front of hundreds of millions of people and watching the team play and and win it's just it's great for the sport and that's really what we're in it for is to get this sport on the map and get it big here in the united states and what a lot of people may or may not know or likely don't know you don't have a you don't have a clue guy bolton went to college in pennsylvania married his girlfriend his college girlfriend and has been living in new jersey working in pharmaceuticals until this whole thing with rugby new york started so he's a Jersey guy, all right? So he's not just some Kiwi import. That's number one. Number two, let's go to Rickard Hatting, the captain of the Seattle Seawolves, pitch side after the loss. Yeah, it's obviously been an up and down season for us. Uh, one moment we're out, next moment we're in. Uh, boys pulled together, you know, those last three games, I thought we clicked at the right time. Um, unfortunately, uh, pulled the shoulder straw today. New York was a great outfit. They played well, and all the best to them, and well done to them. All right, what are your off-season plans? Uh, I'm getting married July 31st, uh, back in Ohio, and then maybe go back home to South Africa for a bit. I haven't been home in three years, and then wow. we'll see what it goes from there. It's changed a lot. Yeah, probably has. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, my friend. Go thank enjoy you. your night. You know, ultimately, this is a game. I know it's a profession for all of us, but it is a game. You're supposed to have fun. And the fact that Rickard Hatting, a.k.a. Ricky, could have a sense of humor after such a journey and then a loss is a credit to him and to rugby players. And that's another thing we need to push in, in the United States, the accessibility to these players and the fact that they're okay to talk to after a match and they'll be open and transparent. On that note... Let's now go to our next interview with Sudden Sam Windsor, 
the Rook. Finals footy are about those small margins, and so putting in that bit of extra time in the last couple of weeks, just simulating, going through through plays on, on the training paddock. We might be down by two, we might need three to win, or we might be down by five, and then the conversion might take us by eight or whatever it is. It's just just trying to prepare yourself as best as you can, given the, the tools that you've got. And, and, you know, Jason and I worked hard, Jack worked hard all year on our kicking and, and fortunately at the back end of the year it became a real weapon for us and, and just kind of kept us that little bit in front to give us that little bit of cushion and take that pressure off. Yeah, three guys that can actually kick for posts. Kids out there are now watching you guys and they're making, you know, we're, you're becoming stars right here before our eyes in America. What do you say about the work rate, the work that you have to put into a kid out there to be a Sam Windsor? Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got the foundry with New York and those boys, you know, they come in on their own dimes, their own time and train with us and add numbers to our training. And, and the level and the, the amount that they've grown over the last six months, seven months, uh, is just astounding. So stay patient, uh, stay with it, work hard on your craft, ask for advice, don't be shy uh, and just stick in it. You know, the, the, the MLR is providing so many opportunities for local guys to, to get their name out there on the big stage and play professional sports. And that may, they might not get on the field during the season, but the lessons they learn throughout the year are going to be invaluable to them going forward. All right, well, go enjoy the MLR, Major League Rugby Championship Shield. Well done, sir. Thanks, All right. How can you not love Sam Windsor? Just great. And I know Dan Power is really somebody that loves and then we had the pleasure of a candid conversation with Marty Veal, head coach of Rugby New York. I was really proud of where the organisations come from, mate. And um, from some of the, the early meetings that I had uh, way back in 2019 to being in this stadium with this group of men and with the backroom staff that we've got, mate, I never dreamed of it uh, happening within three years, mate. So you're just... Unbelievably proud of everyone that's involved. It's been a roller coaster ride, but overall the team has been successful. You you landed the head coaching job after the interim label, uh, after your assistant coach, and then you know pundits like yours truly would argue that you had unconventional lineups. Everything that you did worked. Uh, I think I think what we learn as um, coaches or educators is that you just got to understand your people and. Some of the things that we did this year, I'd been fortunate enough to probably, you know, play Dylan at, um, at eight, for example, many years ago, and um, yeah, it, it worked out. So, what's next for you personally now that you got a couple of off days ahead of you? Yeah, well, we'll celebrate this and I'll try and catch up with my wife Emma and my two girls, uh, Mary and Eliza, in the next, you know, couple of hours, and then. Um, yeah, we'll celebrate and have a few few drinks and enjoy this with each other. And a lot of people are moving on pretty quick, you know. So test players are out of here tomorrow and guys going back to New Zealand for NPC. And I'll just go back to the lake and chill out on the paddleboard and go for a ride maybe on my bike. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, you certainly owned it and it's been a pleasure following you and watching the team. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the work that you do promoting the game. Um, I know that you're... Uh, sometimes under the pump mate and um and what you do to promote the game through your channels is awesome so thank you again all right let's take a quick break and we'll bring in our guest steve lewis and our panelists brian ray and dan power we'll be right back rugby now delivering premier brands to players and coaches our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com 
selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trades, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. fellas but none greater than the one we're about to have brian ray and dan power with the general manager of the champion rugby new york squad owners of the mlr major league rugby shield steven please take a bow i thank you for your kind words as always so last week i was pretty much on the phone non-stop and it was so gratifying to see so many people from local rugby community stepped up and made it to the game because it, they, the atmosphere made it. It was, it was just spectacular. So, so the local fans getting a chance to see a game like that in a final, in a good venue, correct result. So it was really, uh, it was just one of the best days of my life. That stadium makes those whatever, 2,500, 3,000, whatever, whatever that number is, sound like 10,000. It really bangs. And those Seattle fans that came in, they were hurt, which is even better, right? You want that. And since we don't have a predetermined venue at the beginning of the season, four days turnaround for you guys to be able to pull this off uh, was remarkable. What was your favorite moment? From a pure rugby perspective, it had to be that Nick Mayhew try, right? We had, a, you know, Andy passed to... To Will, and there were four forwards interhandling Mayhew twice off the ground with a sort of acrobatic thing. So that, that, that try was a thing of beauty. So from a purely rugby perspective, that, that was the moment. I think the whole weekend, though, I mean, the whole game, I think you, you can't discuss it without discussing Andy Ellis, right? So the, the, the other very emotional moment was, you know, at the end of the game, his fellow countrymen did a specific haka to him to respect him yeah. on his retirement. You know, I'm not gonna be honest, normally, right, I see a hack, it's like, here we go again, a bunch of Kiwis doing what their thing, right? But this one was really special because it was directed to him. He stood there, he received it. Uh, it, it was a pretty emotional moment. The team had its ups and downs, obviously, through the season. It wasn't like they were, you know, racing away with anything. I mean, the, they had to make it into the playoffs to, to begin with, uh, but then everything kind of came together at the end. Was this, you know, a slow build? What, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, you're right, right? So we went to LA and got spanked. Um, and then we had a pretty poor performance against Atlanta at home. So there were some ups and downs. Um, but I think, uh, you know, as with all like, championship seasons, we came good at the right time. I think a lot has been made of bringing in Naholo and uh, Milner Scudder later on. But uh, people don't understand, Milner Scudder was actually signed at the beginning of the year, right? Then got a super contract, so he couldn't be here. But his contribution, his influence... His presence, uh, his attention to detail, certainly was, was a real contributor in that last month. Um, and if you think about it, we went DC, Boston, Atlanta, Boston, and then Red Bull. So, so that, that was a pretty impressive string of results. We, we just, uh, we, we got it right when it mattered. Yeah, Steve, you obviously mentioned a couple of names in Ellis. 
on the scudder there and everyone's aware of that but who was your unsung hero who was the grinder yeah i mean i think a guy who um a couple of guys i don't think got a lot of a lot of um love for their contributions you know so i mean ed fido had a great season right got injured late i think that's been underplayed but probably the two what, what you're driving at would be to me brendan o'connor uh, in the back row, and also Jason Emery, right? So those guys were, when you're there week in, week out, day in, day out, and the contributions and the the consistently high level of play, O'Connor is a warrior. Oh. Uh, Jason Emery is a is just a fantastic footballer. And those two guys were just like consistently good all season long. Looking ahead at next season, yeah, a lot of good players in this team. Obviously, there's a lot of eyeballs in this team. We know Andy Ellis is, is retiring. Um, you know, how much of this team do you think you're going to be able to keep together for next season? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously Rick has a huge part in this. The coaches have a part in it. But it's, we, we obviously want to retain the vast majority of players. So, you know, 80, 90%, I would say. I'll be honest with you. You know, two years ago, for me, it'd be like, don't sign any married players, right? Single guys, cheaper focus. But um, I, I probably have now been convinced that there's another way to look at this. So, so there's a lot that plays into it. It's, you know, their age, their performance, their financial expectations, their family, um, perhaps their ambition. A lot of different things play into how does someone re-sign or not. Yeah, more specific to the recruitment side of things. Now, like, it's a known fact that Andy Ellis is gone. Is McManus or Buckley ready to take those keys to the New York Kingdom? So those two guys, you know, both young, well, 23-ish, but essentially young at this level, scrum halves, they came on leaps and bounds, right? They got both got a fair bit of time. Um, slightly different types of players. Um, that is a key question. Is one of them going to project forward and be that starter? Uh, or are, are they still a couple of years out? It's, it's an interesting one. Obviously, you need to have three halfbacks. Um, Ellis is irreplaceable. So what do you do next? And your question is a very good one. Are these guys um, full-time MLR starters? I think they've come a long way towards that this year. Um, so we'll see. You know, it was a rare day. It was, uh, it was a special day. But the rarity for me was seeing you, Rick Salizzo, and Marty Veal smiling all at the same time. Pigs were flying, snowballs in hell. It was unbelievable. Yeah, three grumpy guys, right? Grumpy old men. But um, hey, I've been I've been smiling for three days now. To be honest, I mean, it, obviously the game uh, at Red Bull looked fantastic on the screen. Um, but you can't really, you know, it's not realistic to be playing there all season. So, uh, do you have any, you know, insider or plan at this moment, or is it just kind of see what happens between now and next season? The latter. So, so JFK was great because. It's not cheap, right? Um, but we got a good crowd. But can we replicate that on a weekly basis? I actually, I actually think I'm, I'm very heartened. I think not necessarily eight home games next year, but I think we could possibly pick and choose maybe a New England at home, a couple of bigger ones, and we have more of a runway to sell tickets. Um, we want it to be good. Can we a permanent move to Red Bull? Would be not quite sure we're there yet in terms of fan base. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably number one problem. 
Steve, before you go, you get to partake in our Sheehy Auto Store's pop quiz of the day. It's a multiple choice format. And the question is, did yours truly end up looking the way he does? A, because he was bobbing for French fries. B, is goalie for the USA uh, dart team. C, was on the bottom of a ruck in an old boys match. Or D, didn't wear sunscreen when he was younger as a lifeguard. Steve, go ahead, please. Well, can eliminate C because you've never been in a rock or anywhere near a rock. Um, can't actually remember A and B, so I'm going to go for D. And I think, Steve, you are indeed our Sheehy Auto Stores Pop Quiz Owner of the Day. You get to buy me a beer when you get back from Costa Rica. All right, Steve Lewis, General Manager of the Champion Rugby New York Squad, Major League Rugby's 2022 champions. Congratulations. Go enjoy your vacation and don't take your phone with you. All right, we'll be right back with Dan and Brian and what we thought of the match after this. Been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we're back with Brian Ray and Dan Power. Guys, epic event at Red Bull Arena. Brian, you've got the fireworks going off, so why don't you give your perspective on what you saw? Well, I mean, it, it's hard not to look past Seattle looking pretty much exhausted uh, kind of before after. I mean, obviously this kickoff showing up nine o'clock in the morning Pacific time. I mean, they came out really quickly, like the first 10 minutes, Seattle was there, but they faded pretty quickly as well. But look, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from New York. New York was on their game. I mean, uh, you know, I, I thought Emery especially, you know, was talking about his impact and those little grubbers he was putting in behind and putting uh, Turner under pressure, Matt Turner there. I mean, those were, you know, inch perfect kind of kicks and they were pivotal in the match. So I thought that everything that, uh, you know, New York was trying to do, they executed on and Seattle, I mean, they made a lot of mistakes. Very astute observations there from my Canadian friend, Brian Ray. I think for Seattle to have had any chance, not only do they have to play a perfect game for 80 minutes, they also need a little bit of luck, bouncing the ball here and there, referees call. Uh, they just didn't get it. I mean, the comeback was on. Brad Tucker uh, disallowed try there. In fairness, it was the right call. So, you know, Sam Windsor goes down the other end, kicks field goal, which effectively ends the game. But... You've got to just give full credit to New York. Everyone knew what the situation was coming in. Seattle knew they were going to be kicking off at 9 a.m. their time. You knew that for a week. You have to prepare for it. It is what it is. Um, New York went out and just executed their game plan and, and enforced their will on the Seawolves. And they played the better game for 80 minutes. And to be fair, going into the playoffs, they're probably one of the better sides coming into the playoffs. And they just continued to improve. Who was your MVP for Seattle in this match? And then who was your MVP? Not named Andy Ellis for New York in this match. Brian. 
I'll go with Jason Emery uh, if it's not Andy Ellis. I just thought it's those tactical kicks and the, just the way he played on that game line, distributing. I thought he was this continuation of what he's been doing all season. He's been very, very good for them, and and he delivered. Uh, you know, he delivered the business. One shaky kick, I think, but other than that, I thought he was very good. Uh, Seattle, that's a uh, that's a tougher call. Uh, I have to, you know, really think about uh, maybe Dan Creel. You know, he was pretty solid out there in the midfield. Um, you know. Alatima wasn't quite at his best. I think uh, without Duncan Matthews running those lines off him, he had a, a little bit tricky for time. But I thought Creel did a, a pretty good job of, of shutting down. Fuatai didn't get a lot to work with out there. Didn't get a lot of space. So uh, maybe go with uh, Creel. And maybe a shout-out as well to Travis Larson, who I thought uh, went pretty admirably. Oh, Canadian well, eligible. Yeah, yeah all right. Canadian okay. Dan, what's your what's your view on that one after he completely threw Matthew Drew Turner under the bus? Yeah, I I, I don't know if you can throw Matt under a bus. I think he can actually walk under it just normally. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for the um, I'm going to go Nick Mayhew just because he scored probably one of the greatest forward tries in the history yeah. of rugby. Uh, so I'll go Nick Mayhew, Butch up there as well. Stewie Geiger did a job when he got on the field. I just thought that whole pack kind of stood up and. A lot of talk about O'Connor being the unsung hero. I kind of like that too. If you look statistically at his season, he probably deserves a lot more credit. I think inside the team, they value him more than, than most people know. All right. Well, what, what I what I saw was two field generals for New York out there. And it was that, that moment where the all-black thing came to fruition, where you had one field general and Andy Ellis in, the, in like the, the tight, part of the field and then you had the other field general Milner Scudder just calling shots and dictating everything out back there and I'm like wow that's how you play fullback and I'm not knocking anybody else that's a fullback in this league but that guy was ordering people around barking out orders and then he was opportunistically either banging away at a breakdown in a rock knocking people back or kicking into little spaces or pop kicks he was a weapon too you know, so these guys in Seattle, I, I thought they played very well. They were, they were tough. Um, I think they were up against a better squad. But I think Seattle, for those people that say, oh, L.A. or Austin would have won this thing, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, New York's a good squad and New England's a good squad. So I kind of – my MVP, though, was probably Jason Emery again because of all the things we talked about all right now fellas we're, we're almost out of time but i want to hear your final thoughts on mlr 2022 brian a bit of a roller coaster ride i think we can say that fairly uh, easily yeah um i i i'm not going to look back in this season and say it was the best of the five seasons but it was a season. It was exciting. I mean, what were you the drama. Is it wasn't the competition better? Wasn't the level of play better? Why? What? What? What the hell's your problem? There, there's a lot of things that I think that could be worked on, on and off the field, and I think uh, we'll build next season. Uh, but I, I, I kind of think that even next season is going to be building towards the season after that, and maybe I mean we're we're trending in the right direction, but. I, you know, I, it was just, it, it was, 
dramatic. It was different. There was lots of interesting things, you know, no shortage of things to talk about each and every week. So I think as a sports fan, that's all you can really ask for. And the end, the playoffs delivered, the final delivered. So uh, absolutely uh, thrilled that that happened and certainly looking forward to next season and, uh, you know, looking for a little bit of a break now to, to kind of chill out and recharge the batteries before we get into, because who knows how many teams we're going to have, but we're going to have 14 teams next year. We're going to have 13. Uh, we're still waiting to see what happens there. So uh, an exciting off season to look forward to. Hey, and you also got your guy getting the Marcus Callaway award in Andrew Quatrin. Yeah, great. I mean, and a terrific list of candidates throughout. I mean, how do you pick anybody? They all, uh, from all accounts, all those guys do tremendous amount with the community. So uh, it's fantastic that an arrow uh, has picked up the inaugural award, maybe fitting, seeing as they spent a lot of time in Atlanta last year. So uh, certainly credit to Andrew Quatrin for everything that he's doing in the, the community around Toronto and, and credit to all the guys, again, who whose name was on that list. Daniel, final thoughts on MLR 2022. Well, I think Brian wrapped it up absolutely perfectly. Um, lots to work on, like good foundations here for the league to build on next year. Um, a lot of a lot of things probably were brought to the surface that we may not have had the opportunity to look at if they weren't. So uh, hopefully we won't see a season as exciting uh, off the field as it was this year, but certainly looking forward to the next, you know, six to eight months here with uh, the build up to 2023. And hopefully next year we'll all be able to afford, afford decent Wi-Fi to do these kinds of shows. And Dan, just for the folks at home, just one final thing. Can you explain the new look? Yeah, listen, you know, when you adopt a, an East Somalian killer caterpillar into the family, there's only one place to keep him safe, and that's right on your top lip. Um, it's going to be a more dangerous dam. Uh, coming up this Whoa. year. So Whoa. Gorgeous Dan might be packed up and Dangerous Dan could be making an appearance. So look out. All right. And Wawa's and Quick Checks and 7-Elevens all over the world. Look out for Dan. Dangerous Dan Power. All right. Thank you guys for a great season. Not that we're not, we're done talking Major League Road because we ain't, but we just are completing the 22 campaign. And I want to thank you for your toil, your time, your patience. You guys have been absolutely great making this easy. And, and I look forward to these things more than you know. Thank you, Dan Power. Thank you, Brian Ray. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to Steve Lewis and our guests on the pitch. Guy Bolton, Sam Windsor, Rickard Hatting, and Marty Veal. Please check out our other shows and please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and please, please, please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the 2022 Major League Rugby Champions, Rugby New York. Yeah!